grab your popcorn and snacks, find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Hey everybody, welcome to Friday. How's everybody doing? Let me get rid of this thing so it doesn't come back and bite us in the butt. There we go. There we go. Gotta make sure that it doesn't come on. My name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. We're 45 strong up and down the state, which means if you have a paranormal issue, we can help you. Uh, it might take us a while to get to you. It is a huge state. But uh, we can get out there, and if we can't get out there right away, we do have mediums on staff who can call you and talk to you about what's going on in your, in your home or business. And in most cases, they can settle the activity down before we get out there. All right? So, that being said, if you're watching from Facebook tonight and you like what you see, please be sure to hit that like button, those smiley faces, and all that good stuff, because there's an algorithm on Facebook, and that algorithm is controlled by how many happy people you have watching your shows. So the more happy people we have, the better because that means it gets out to more and more people on Facebook. Same thing with YouTube. There's an algorithm on YouTube, and if you're watching on YouTube tonight, same process. Happy faces, heart, smiley, you know, thumbs up, all that good stuff. And uh, again, that, that'll put us up higher in the algorithm. Now, if you're watching tonight, you've got people in the house with you, and you think it's a pretty good show, tell them to come on over and watch. Say, hey, there's this little show that I watch, and they have to be really cool people. Come on over. I want you to see the show. Okay? Have them join us. Because we're always looking for we're always looking for followers. And that's my next subject is if you are watching from Facebook and you haven't done so already and you like what you see tonight, <sighs> hit that follow button. Hit that follow button. Same thing with YouTube. If you're watching over YouTube and you like what you see tonight, be sure to be sure to subscribe. Okay? Be sure to subscribe. Okay. That being said. It's going to be a fun night. we got Nancy Mass with us tonight. It's Friday night. But I have something I want to talk about. I always have something I want to talk about. In fact, I'm going to bring Nancy in as well on this. Um, this afternoon, Nancy posted a photo from, a, from, from another Facebook page that I thought was really, really interesting. And being the ghost hunter that I am, of course, I had to take them into Photoshop and take the photo into Photoshop and look closer at it to see what was going on and all this stuff. And it, 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 it's very interesting to me because, as I'll explain to you guys, well, I'll, I'll explain to you guys. Let me bring Nancy in first. Okay, you got my attention. I don't remember posting anything today. You sure or it was me? Posted, or somebody posted on, on your page, one of the two. Yeah, probably. Uh-huh. Um, I, I haven't been on the computer very much. <laughs> it was a photo taken by some, some uh, from what I understood, the photo was taken by somebody, uh, with, I think with a new camera, and the, the, they're part of, I think they're part of a paranormal group, but they, they tested this camera, and I believe it's it's in a hospital or someplace like that, that they took this photo. Oh. It was a, it was a, yeah, it was a picture test. And um, so I looked at it first, and I want to tell everybody honestly, when I zoomed in the first time, I thought it, it might have been a hoax because the face to me at first looked awfully like um, Michael Myers' mask, you know, at first. 
I did post that. I, uh, I, I've actually seen that before. Not the picture, but seen that result before. Right. And what the individual did was took a, took a picture using a new camera or something right at a mirror. Right. And right. in the mirror was a very senior lady, it looked like. And she's just sitting there like, okay, take my picture. Just very calm. I found that to be, anyway, you tell the rest of the story, what that you is, did with that. That. Is, that, that is a common ghost hunter technique. Uh-huh. It's to shoot, it's to shoot a flash into a mirror. Some people will stand directly in front of the mirror and shoot the flash. I did that at the Sierra Nevada house. And uh, there's a little girl that supposedly runs around the, um, the, 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 the ballroom over there. And I actually mm -hmm. picked up two young child's legs dangling underneath the table. And there was no, there was nothing oh, on God, top of the I table. Love it. I love that. Shooting, <laughs> that. That was with the with the lights on shooting directly into a mirror. So um, I, I learned this technique from another ghost hunter. And so I'll use that technique every so often when I'm out. Now, whether she because the way the, the way the caption reads is that she inadvertently was shooting just, just randomly to test the flash out. Yeah. Or she may not mm -hmm. have been shooting into the mirror, which is cool because there's different ways to do it. You, you, you can shoot off to the side so that there's enough light that hits the mirror, kind of like in this case. Or you stand in front of the mirror, shoot directly into the mirror, and then you try and mm -hmm. see what's mm -hmm. So this was like an inadvertent shot. But when I went, of course, I couldn't resist it. At first, I was like, eh, you know. So I started to poke around. <laughs> and... Um, like I said, it looked to me at first. I thought it was a hoax because it did look like Michael Myers, like a Michael Myers mask. But then, as I got oh. it and lightened it up and did some and did some Photoshop work on it, you could tell she, this person's got curly hair. So I'm going to show you guys since we're here, Dengi. I love this. <laughs> I think this is the first one. This is the original. Okay. There we go. Yep. And this person's dark. You can't see a lot of detail. But you can see there's something there. All right. And this is a mirror, obviously, because there's, you know, the, there's the faucet. And, you know, it's right there. See duplicate. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Now, when I zoomed in, this is this is the one I thought looked like Michael Myers at first. And this is first shot. <laughs> when I zoomed in. And I, I was like, it. all right, what's what are they trying to pull? So then I went ahead. And did some highlighting on this thing. Let's see. Make sure I got these in order because I might have knocked them out of order. So let me double check real quick. Okay. That looks like the first one. It does. I don't know why. Okay. okay, there we go. There's the highlighted one that I did. Uh huh. Clearly, it's a woman. And if, if you can get in closer on it, which we can't hear, but if you can zoom in closer on this, she's got it. She's even got like a curl coming down the front right here. Clearly. Clearly, yeah. There's hair, there's like, or a tuft of hair hanging right here. Back in here, you can see there's curly hair. But the other interesting thing I thought was fascinating, when you look above her right here. A point, oh, can you, hmm, above, up, uh, as we're looking at upper right or left? Just, just above her head, right there. Okay, okay. There's something trying to form. Ooh, I see it. There's definitely something trying to starburst, play. starburst or something. Yeah, the, the, I don't even think that. I think it's, it's something. So someone else is there. Okay. Someone else is there trying to form in this photo. I went ahead through Photoshop and I thought, well, maybe you know, I tried to sharpen it 
if this has already been sharpened, this photo's been sharpened, and um, there's no information because we don't have the original photo. If I had the original photo, I could find out exactly what, what the camera settings were and all that. But there's no way to do that on this because it seems to be passed around so much. But I did at first, like I said, at first I thought it looked like a Michael Myers face, you know, the, 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 that darker version of it. I would never have thought of that. <laughs> Michael Myers. I so always see the lady. <laughs> so, of course, I had to go down my, my rabbit hole and then look at this is something, I mean, this is something that ghost hunters do with mirrors. It's a technique that, that, that's been used for years to shoot into a mirror like that. And like I said, from the description on the photo, she may not have even real, have realized that she was doing it because apparently she was just, whoever this was, right. was, was testing a flash. And so they were, in fact, if you see where the flash is, let me, let me get the first photo. You can tell that the flash is hitting right here mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and reflecting off of here. So she was aiming over in this direction. So this, what, what she's picking up here is off of this reflective mirror that hit the mirror. I love these. I hope your audience listening, watching, is enjoying kind of how excited we are that this senior, I just love it. And the thing is, I don't even know when this woman passed away. She might be part of the hospital and warms around. Maybe she was a nurse or someone in charge. Right. She's just really dignified. And she may be just observing. We mm -hmm. have no one, we have no known, uh, clearly the per person, a woman, I think, took the picture. I wish she had stated the chair the woman was sitting in had nobody in it. Right, I right. Wish there'd be a little bit more story, but. Well, I that's the thing is that, you know, that's the other thing with investigating, because she wasn't investigating. But if you're no. on an investigation and you're doing this, you're going to take three pictures in a row. Uh-huh, yeah. Because the idea is the first picture won't have anybody there. The second picture might not have anybody there, but then the third picture has someone there. Or the second picture has someone there, and the third picture doesn't have anybody there. But you're going to take three pictures in a row in the same spot. But this is really cool. This is this is really cool. Because I have done photography like this in the past. I know it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's why it intrigued me. And I, I wasn't really going to say anything. And then all of a sudden, around like, like quarter to six, I was like, you know what? Yeah, let's, let's say <laughs> let's something that about up. this. Yeah, let's, let's, let's just bring that up on the, on the show. Because, yeah, this is something that's rare. And to get, a full, uh, get a full apparition like that is rare, you know? Like I said, what I got, I shot into a mirror at that at that, that old hotel. And it was, it was the little girl's legs dangling. You could see where they were dangling. You know, and she, her, her feet didn't even touch the ground. It was like, like a little kid. But when you looked above on the table, there was no body there. There was nothing there. I have seen photographs of that have been posted. I'm not on Facebook very often. Um, just life's getting in the way lately. And there was a picture of somebody with another pair of legs underneath the table. It's like yeah, the see. legs took a picture, but not the top. Of a, yeah. it's just, and so with the audience, you who are listening or watching this, when you see this kind of photograph, what does that mean to you? Oh, I don't believe it. Oh my gosh. Do you have sympathy for the woman? Why are you sitting there still? Or are you curious? Like, oh, this woman might have been, look at how she's sitting and she doesn't have necessarily sleepwear on that most people would pass mm -hmm. away in. So mm -hmm. it's kind of like you're wondering, I wonder who she was. I'm so curious. I wish she would talk to us. And of course, that's not going to happen. Uh, and then the other thing, I think people are thinking, get that camera out. Let's take pictures all through the house. I would discourage that. I would go yes. somewhere else and take pictures. You don't know who's going to yes. house. That, I, can, this, I, can, I can vouch for that. Yeah. They say you should, 
you should never investigate your own house. No, I, you know, I, my house is active. We know that. I yeah, have, you just like. I have a guy that died on the property, or the guy that wanders around and lost his mind. You know, my my, my family's here. Grandfather, and, uh, uncle, my grand uncle. Yeah, they're yeah. all here. They're all here. Yeah, you Steve. Here. Steve did show up. I'm not feeling him tonight, but you got a whole crowd, and they're all watching. You oh, know, yeah. it's like and they're of, always watching. But the one that <laughs> still gets me is the one that still gets me is the guy in my dining room. You know, that goes back and forth between my dining room and my den. What the um, Spaniard? No, he's gone. No, right? That's the one. The, the, Oh, the, the, the Roman's gone. The Roman's no, gone. The, that other guy, that's the one that uh, you said had, had passed away before the house was here on the property. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That guy. Yeah. The, the one that didn't know he died. Yeah, so yeah. He, so, so somebody's gone insane. I remember. And the story with him, you guys, if you haven't heard it yet, well, the story with him is when I started to get into ghost hunting and my ability started to come out again, I would, I, I have to walk Yes, I have to walk between my, my 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 living room and my kitchen. There's like a little uh, area. I don't know what you call it, but there's like a little area. And then a little about 10 feet in from this area or within this area, maybe 15 feet, there's my dining room. So I would start to walk across the across uh, across to the kitchen and I would see somebody jumping out, lunging out at me like they were trying to grab me. And I, I, I see it all the time out of the corner of my eye, you know, and, and, and it scared me. So then I get a whole course, I'm on the phone with Nancy, you know, I'm like, what the hell is this? And it's this guy. Luckily, my relatives now kind of keep him under control. But stupid me, Marisa was over one night and I said, you know what, let's try some ITC and see what comes up. And so I, I, no. I put the black no. pot down, the, yeah, I put the black pot down on the coffee table and I put the water in there and, you know. Put the, put the flashlight on that sucker and started taking photos. And sure enough, I got him. He's really scary looking. <laughs> he's all distorted and hideous looking. I mean, the dude is like. So that's the yeah, rule. It's going to scare you away, you know. Yeah, like... never do that stuff in your house. Just like one time I was filming a promo with Monica here. And it was for a promo video, you know, a test promo video. And I actually caught a voice in my hallway, you know. So so I, I generally don't do that stuff here. I just I, I, I don't want to know. What it they was a male voice. It might have been my dad. Oh, okay. It was like yeah. an oh no or some or cough or something. I forget what it's dad, dad. Probably my dad. But you know what I mean? It's like it's like Nancy's right there. Don't do this stuff at your house. <laughs> and I should have known better because it's so active here. You know, the, the, the actually we talked about you can't do it in a theater, but shopping malls, yeah. uh, smoke shops, alcohol shops, you know, there's a lot of different places where spirit people, ghosties, like to hang out, not just spirit right. people. Because there's ghosties. I, I'm, I'm sorry, everybody. Sorry. <laughs> do it friendly because uh, spirit people do go, but mostly they're ghosts. And they find a place they've been to and they'll go back to it to enjoy what they've had. Now, remember, they can't smell. So what they do is they get the impression that someone who smoked a big cigar or something, and you take that. I don't, I've never smoked, so I can't associate with this. It's a but memory. A it's a memory. It's a mem the memory of this taste and smell is what they get when they watch somebody eating pizza or sourdough bread with a lot of garlic on yeah. it or a big cigar, that big first puff, and they remember, oh, too bad I got lung cancer from it, but I really enjoyed it. It's like, <laughs> is there a problem I'm going to get from drinking coffee? I sure enjoyed it. And for my um, for my birthday, my son is sending me for five months a one 
packet a month of a very exotic kind of fun coffee. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, I love it. So I have nondescript creamer in here and it's kind of like I can, thank you, son. <laughs> my favorite, uh, favorite thing to do. So take pictures of Huh? My mother, uh, like you talked about the ghost saying, oh, I, I died from it, I'm good, you know, it tastes good. Though. My mother's philosophy was, if I get sick after eating this, it was worth it. That's what she used to tell me. Yes. <laughs> I, I can't relate to a lot of things people enjoy. Um, I really don't eat cake or anything, but if, I, if we do do something and I have a choice, it's chocolate with chocolate frost. Right. But it's not something I, like I said, you know, at our age, we have to watch every bite type of thing. Surprisingly, you think I would eat a lot of that stuff, but I don't. I don't have any of it in the house. Well, that's good. But like Except, I said. You know, this last week, I had a couple of nights that were humdinger. So I, I did, you know, I had you have a couple of mixes, you know, way up. I'm too lazy to cook. So I have, to, I have these mixes that are way up for the show. So I saw the mixes about a week ago, and I thought, man, I should buy frosting for those. So I did. So then I had a couple of bad nights, you know how it is. And you, you, know, you want to die. So I, so I sat here working on the computer with, with the frosting bowls, you know, opened them up and just spooned it in. So I did make a big <laughs> announcement. So we live in Oroville and we were looking in the area of Roseville to be near a daughter. And uh, my husband said, uh, you know, since we live in Oroville, I'd rather stay here with my doctors. And they've been wonderful to him. He's had, anyway, it doesn't matter, but he's had health issues and they've been working on him. And two days later, we found the house we're in today and everything moved so fast, it kind of made me, anyway, we were cleaning out the pantry at the old house, I'll call it old versus new. And there was a margarita mix. Husband, you promised me a margarita. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember you asked, uh, pro <laughs> I want that margarita, honey. <laughs> I know he can hear me. He's just on the other side of the wall here. Uh, he might just. Isn't, in, that great, isn't that great when you clean things out and you find stuff like that, though? Yeah, well, I he might have had it, but I, like I said, it's not something we, I gravitate to. I'm kind of boring that way. I don't really, you know, it, just once in a while makes it better. We're off track, but it points out points out that as a person today, alive, if I roll off this chair in the middle of the show, what will be my last thought? Margarita. Margaritas. <laughs> and I will take into spirit. When was the last time I had a margarita? Yeah, I was just thinking, you made me think because I've always got like pina colada mix. Uh -huh. <laughs> in my, I, do, I, do, oh, don't no. I don't with my heart and I stopped doing that with my pain pills, right? However, I, I will make pina colada virgins. I, I've not had that one. Oh, I hear the cupboard. <laughs> he might have phoned me. Nancy's going to be really happy by the end of the show, you guys. I don't know if he'll be brave enough to reach in and give it to me. Are you going to bring me a margarita? <laughs> oh, he brought one. There, there it is. Thank you, honey. <laughs> you made uh, show. Oh, my. It's going to be a fun show, Gangy. Yeah. <laughs> Aloha, Friday. I, I don't even know if I, I should have asked him to open it. Oh, no. Open. Come on, open I, it. Come on, it's, it's one of those screw-off things and my hands are so... Oh, no. Well, I'll play with this for just a minute, but I have coffee next to me. This You're is live. You're committed now. <laughs> anyway, my dear... So 
Huh? You got us all going on it now, so you're coming now. <laughs> okay, so if I roll over and pass away, then you'll know my last thought was <laughs> the last time he fixed a margarita, I think we did have salt on the rim. You know, that blended, you know, I can't get over that he heard me. I can't open it. You know, as tacky as that sounds, if Jesse keels over and dies, make sure you guys take lots of screenshots. Because <laughs> we want to see her rising out of, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I uh, don't ever do this, anybody. Uh, I don't even know how this is, but, uh, but I did open it. <laughs> anyway, I want to get on with the show. All right. Um, there was uh, some articles I did look up. Um, I want to give credit to the people who teach uh, psychic development, uh, ghost investigations, all those kinds of things. I just kind of follow my own path and I've done everything the hard way. <laughs> I had a book I was going to bring out and of course it's not here. When I first started this in May 1990, I uh, started Spirit of Grace, hold, um, Spirit of Grace, Universal Christ of the Master Sister Sites, California. Callan Ellie Keck. I was with him for 15 years, got a ministry in spiritualism. And so I'm old world, everybody, old world. And in some ways, they kind of brought me up into believing uh, from a different perspective and not the fear because we didn't have the movies that we do now. We had The Exorcist and a few others, but not necessarily did we have the big slasher kind of things that we have today and i didn't watch them anyway i was a i was 40 years 40 years old and uh, uh raised my children and so life was different and i had had cancer and i was really looking for proof of survival because i thought i was going to die and that happens a lot with people and uh so i got into this and they presented the idea that nancy we know what's wrong with you you're a psychic and a medium you've seen these dead people all the time and I never gave it much thought. I went, oh, okay. Well, that gave me some ideas that I maybe survive. And then we took a next step. I've seen spirit people. And then they said, well, there's ghosts too. What, 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 what? You know, we hear ghosts, but we think it's all theatrics and it's movie making. And it's who's to believe it? I come from an engineering background and accounting before that, a uh, Catholic background with my first husband. Um, even though my family was in alternative religious Presbyterian, my father's Christian science, not really were we involved. Right. And, um, and so the psychic ability surfaced and we'll go on and on. But the proof to me that this was real, I was seeing spirit people. And I had a friend of Camille and she and I kind of went places and saw spirits and, but it wasn't as relative to like today ghost investigations on TV. And at first I was thrilled to see spirit people, but that mental connection between uh, spirit people in these visions that I was telling people about the families on and on to a ghost. And I thought, how do I relate the idea that they're also spirits and they're also post-human existences? And then I, uh, I, I don't remember the first time I had experience with a ghost. Um, I think it was uh, cemetery tours. Um, John Betancourt invited me in 95. That's where the, I met this brat called Char. I don't believe in any of this crap. <laughs> she had to write an article for a newspaper. And I saw her a few times and we just kind of clicked in the early 20, 2000s, I guess. Early 2000s, she invited me to uh, do some ghost investigations. By the way, allow me, because my husband brought it in. I want a taste of, of course, I brushed my teeth before the show. Mm -hmm. 
Oh my God, that's okay. I haven't had one for so long. Okay, if I die over, I'm going to finish this in spirit. <laughs> that's I'm why a, people have to take screenshots. If something happens, take screenshots. Yeah, you screenshot. can see her in spirit. Yeah. <laughs> right? And I'm so thrilled my husband brought it to me. It actually heard me. Uh, it gets me all kind of... <laughs> Um, the spirit world intrigues all of us. Just the thought of a spirit making contact with us is both exciting and scary because you don't know how to react to a spirit. There are just some ways the spiritual world might just be saying hello. And you have to think about that. Why would a spirit world, people who are on the other side, and sometimes we don't associate it with grandpa or grandma dying. They, they go, but there's, there's a spirit here or there's a ghost over here. But do we tie those things together? Not always, because we mentally, we disassociate. Okay, I can believe in TV spooks, ghosts, and manic, crazy peoples. Um, and I say there's a spirit in, uh, oh my God, how many, excuse me, how many opportunities have you seen as a movie with the spirit of an angel coming down like Dolly Parton was an angel and she couldn't get her wings until she helped a family through right. crisis. We can accept Dolly Parton being a spirit angel, right? But can we accept angels? Can we expect uh, spirit people to be the, give us guidance? You, oh, Nancy, who's my guide? Who's, who's guiding me? We'll accept that. We'll accept a, a dream of a spirit person in our family giving us guidance. Well, can you now turn around and say, <clears throat> sometimes they don't get that far and become spirits. They come, be, they don't allow themselves to pass over to a high vibration they're stuck at a human vibration or lower because they get remorse they get depressed and so have you met somebody who's always happy oh the vibration is very light and airy have you met somebody the vibration is really heavy well guess what if one passed over one's lighthearted oh yeah i'm going to spirit right away because i can't wait to get there <laughs> me and then there's the one that's uh negative remorse and all the time, all the time. Well, they're going to pass over and maybe not go anywhere because they just have too many life issues that bogged them down where they couldn't resolve, just couldn't do it. And we need to help those people. And depression is a really topic for another night, everybody. Okay, let me keep talking. <clears throat> uh, experienced psychics who have played meetings between the living and the dead gave us a few pointers as did people who claim they felt some kind of supernatural connection with loved ones who have recently passed over. You've heard a lot of stories. Grandma and grandpa's died, mom and dad have died, and all of a sudden the room is full of their essence. How many times did you think about that? Oh, they passed over. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. You kidding? I'll be out of my body and go, okay, I'm on vacation. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Give everybody a hug and then I'm on my way, right? And the wonderful few seconds after someone passes over, is breathtaking. Um, of course, I don't remember. I remember my grandmother's, uh, my father's mother. Um, I was um, at work and a couple of my friends uh, went to sing to her and they showed up at 530. Oh, oh, oh. And they were singing to her um, and they were leaving at 545. And they said, you know, Nancy's coming to visit you. If you want to leave, you have 15 minutes. She'll be here at six. Guess what happened? They left, she died. And yeah. I got there and the sweet young interns, little girl and boy, not little, but young to me even at that time. It was 1986, they must've been in very early twenties. 
she was barely cold. And they were looking at her in amazement. Oh, she just died. Well, I went over to her left side and I was standing there, I was holding her hand. And I says, I could feel her right above me, just like right there. And I says, Bobby, her, we called her Bobby, not grandmother. Long, another long story, she was a silent screen movie star and she didn't like the name, the word grandma. So we called her Bobby. Anyway, I could feel Bobby there. And I said, you have suffered long enough. You don't have to be here anymore. Go have fun. Zip. She was gone. Just like that. And I was in awe. I loved it. I know she was headed and she's going to go find if her son, my father, might have been within vision of her. She was gone. And I've shared the story of Dick when I lived up in Hornbrook on Black Mountain. And he was dying of a stroke. Um, and we'd talk to each other. He called me up and he'd say, I'm not calling from heaven, but I'm calling from my couch. Hello, how are you? And, I, <laughs> and one day I had the sense of death in the room. And I went, oh, shoot, I'm not ready to go. Okay, who is this? And I could feel this essence of someone saying, what? Don't you know who this is? He was jumping up and down. I said, Dick, is that you? And I felt, oh, she knows it's me. And he had just passed over. It's almost like he didn't have his shape yet. It was always like blah, 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 like this. And I says, and then I could have, a, I had what we call the sense. Like it, you had grandma comes into the room and you have a sense of her fragrance. I know when I kiss my grandchildren that we nuzzle. What are my, besides Irish Spring soap or coconut smelling shampoo, what are they getting from me that is a spirit person? I'll hug them and they'll know it. We're accepting that. But are you accepting the idea that you could go somewhere and bump into somebody who isn't a relative, who doesn't know you, and they're going to brush up and you're going to go, oh, well, that's what this show's about. I'm going to try to give you some ideas <laughs> of what not to do. We've been talking about it and what to do. Um, okay. Uh, I'm telling you this sometimes supernatural connection with loved ones who have recently passed away, and we just talked about it. A lot of people also believe that there are spiritual signs that death is near, and that is our death is near because they will talk about relatives in the room. Many of us have heard of family members talking of somebody. Oh, look at there's mom there waiting for me. Oh, by the way, I'm going on a trip. I'm going to leave Friday at 3 o'clock. Mm -hmm. They told me that's when the train takes off. And guess what? They pass away at 3 o'clock on Friday. Holy tomatoes. There's one little girl, hospice girl I was uh, dealing with. I've told the story, but the reason I remember it, it was just so amazing. Uh, she asked me to come visit her in the hospital. I did. We didn't know when she was going to actually pass away. And I tell her, you remember now, I don't remember what it was, but she was very young, like early 40s. And standing next to her bed, I was on her left side, a grandmother was on the right side. And the grandmother had in her hand dozens of pink ribbons and this is an african girl and so grandma had all of these ribbons and i looked i said oh my gosh grandma she's got all these ribbons and i held up and then i said all of these ribbons are dangling from her hand and this girl got so excited she says when i was a child my grandma would little ponytails and braids all around my head and they'd have all these pink ribbons flowing down my back and she died shortly after. I, and I think it's because there's no way I could 
I'm not pounding me and pounding the comfort it got to be able to see a spirit person that, oh, that's waiting for me. And they can relax and it happens easier. So I want to go on. So there's many ways that you can tell the spirit persons around flickering, blowing out lights, changes of room temperature. Sometimes people hear music or sounds from the spirit person. You've heard a clock start stopping and starting more start than stop. Um, a lot of times people, the wonder, wonderful movie, everybody, Dragonfly, please go watch it. I named my cat Joe after the main character. Go see Butter, uh, Dragonfly because there's a, uh, like people say, oh, a butterfly showed up, a pigeon showed up, the dragonfly shows up in the movie. It's fabulous, fabulous. Um, I can't say any more about it. I'll take away the plot line. But mm -hmm. Those are signs of spirit kind around us, faces of people who have lived before. You'll see them on the street, don't know if they're a spirit person or someone just recognizes it because the spirit person has said to you, remember, remember, and then you see somebody like that. Uh, dreams and visions, um, thoughts, scents, grandma's scent. Um, not my generation, my mother, my grandmother's generation, the use of bath powder was very, very common. And uh, very, very common and talic powder, they called it. So a lot of times I'll do a reading like in a group and people, someone will say, and they'll always say, oh, she used a light velvet, a purple kind of lilac colored bath talic. And of course the person will know and go, oh my God, how did you know that? Well, many thousands of smells, I can smell it too. Well, you, know, they, you know what a lot of them use at that age, my mother, you know, Gina Tay, that's a biggie. Oh, I remember yeah. Gina Tay as a child. Oh, Gina Tay. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. uh, since that's what really important. Now, we're going to go on to the ghost busting side of the shop. Now, we put aside the idea of spirit kind. Those things I just mentioned, yes, you can get it from a ghost too. But more likely, it's not. And the reason is they can make a light flicker. They can make noises. But it's it's not um, as pleasant or as sincere or thought provoking. You can ask the spirit to make a light flicker. You ask it, I'll, I'll put it this way. There are ghosts that are stuck and they're conscious and they can react. Mm -hmm. Then there are those who have over time lost track of themselves. They forgot maybe what caught, caught them there and kept them there. And that's one reason and one of the things I really want, kind of like to do, but society doesn't want me to do. Shard uh, does an investigation. Can I go and release that person? Find out what's going on? Because I wouldn't want to be stuck. Mm -hmm. I would love to have someone say to me, and I'll go on to this with compassion and a lot of sympathy. You don't have to be here. And when I say compassion, what kind of emotion does that well up? And if I use the word sympathy, what is that ghost who is not mentally sound where you're getting off of you? Compassion and sympathy. They want that. They want to be not forgotten. They want to gravitate for somebody to pay attention to them. And that's some of the premise of being a ghost and being stuck. Mm -hmm. Ghost hunters use a variety of electronic devices, including EMF meters, digital thermometers, both handheld and static digital, video cameras, including thermographic and night vision cameras, night vision goggles, which are way cool, as well as digital auto recorders, which is a must on every any investigation. When sometimes when something or someone touches you, brushes next to you, or hear you hear an audio 
I'll be a voice noise. Um, we get shivers and shakes and all but scream and run away. Okay, now let's address that. This is why we're talking tonight. I brought up things that you know. I brought up things that you're aware of. I brought up all oh, that comfort level. Oh, grandma's waiting for me. Yes, I know that uh, grandma and grandpa, mother and father, brother and sister who passed is terrible, terrible. I have the essence of them. These are all good feelings. And why are you skittish and scared and run away when you think there's a ghost around? Hmm. Okay. Um, and then I want to address, why do you want to be scared? <laughs> have you seen the exorcist too many times? <laughs> I want to go to, and I have to also address the idea that uh, I have a hard time. Now, I've read and I have listened to people who have near-death experiences. I kind of like that. I had one when I was six years old. It was kind of a nondescript, but it did happen. And it's almost like I live it every time I think about it. And I do remember that lady tell me I can't stay with her. Hmm. And I thought, why is she asking me that? <laughs> I really liked her. She's very soft. It must have been a, a relative. I mean, it was just a really nice holding my hand. And she said, you have to go back for them. And I remember that so clearly. Yet there are people, well-intentioned ministers. I just read one of the other day of a priest who went to hell and saw demons with chains around people crawling on their hands and knees and the skin is being sheared off with flames. And I thought to myself, what was in that pastor's mind or what does he teach that that thought even occurred to him? He's not the first pastor I've heard that from. Point made. Fire and Brimson was part. Please, everybody, don't write me. <laughs> we, had a guest, we, we had a guest here on the show. What was it? A month or two months ago, Pam Nance. And what? And that person and talked. Woman, I think, yeah, I'm not going to say Pam Nance. I can't remember the name of the woman, but she was a pastor and she had gone to hell and come back. I do that. I find that significant. Um, and I'm also very careful not to talk too much about that. But I will address, I will listen to this one young man. He had died in a car accident and he went to hell. And it did affect him. And another young man, um, little older this was a quite a young man 20s and he changed his life he was on the brink of not going the right way in life mm -hmm. but i want to go back to those people if i could sit in a room with them i would like to ask him what in their childhood or who did you listen to that spoke of fire and brimstone if you weren't a good little boy if you're not a good little boy you're going straight to hell and that's imprinted and part on to them i've never in my life had anybody yell at me or tell me I was going to hell if I wasn't good. I get a spanking if I wasn't good, but I wasn't going to go anywhere. And when my father died and I saw his body, his spirit show up, visit. Not a lot, just a couple of times. Three times, I think. Anyway, so I was telling Grandma Bobby, his mother, about this. And I just felt wonderful. He was visiting me and I had the most joyous feeling. I didn't know what death was at six. Are you kidding who can explain to a child, especially someone years ago, <laughs> right? Nice. So in those years, we didn't have TV. I didn't have TV until I was 12. <laughs> First show I watched was um, Mickey Mouse Club. Uh, I think my, I can't remember what my parents watched, but that was the thrill of our lifetime. Um, anyway, that's that. So, um, but why do you want to get scared? Is it the thrill of the unknown? Is it the thrill of possibly 
that the demons that you're remember, don't write me. Uh, we're just talking generalities your church talked to you about or grandma talked to you about or somebody you had a lot of respect for. You don't be good. You're going to hell. This is what this is what happens with bad people, because we bury those thoughts deep in our subconscious and we want to prove that it's true or not true. A lot of our fear comes from our childhood. And I'm not going to blame parents. It's just something exposed to uh, one of the first movies. I love movies. Um, we didn't have movie TV, but we did have the movies. And one of the first movies I saw was a space show. It came from outer space. And I fell in love with science fiction ever since then. It was terrifying. This rocket crashes and something crawls out of it. Oh, I was so scared, but it, I wanted to know what it meant. What was it, right? And so I think, that, and then one of my first boyfriends took me to see 1001 Maniacs. Scared the TVs out of me. And it was because people were insane. And they were killing and slashing. And I thought to myself, that's terrible. We never associate it with ghosts, though. Mm-hmm. So uh, the, um, the haunting of Hill House scared me a lot. Uh, the second one with the spirits in it got my attention. I thought the effects were wonderful. So there's some movies you can write down, kind of back this up so you can write those down. Very substantial because I gave thought to what I would mention. Like Dragonfly, you need to see that, everybody. Uh, when some, I'll repeat that, something or someone touches you, brushes next to you, or you hear an audio voice, everyone shows the shakes and all the screams of everyone goes away. You need to address where your point of orientation was. I, when I was teaching classes, I haven't for a while been moving too much lately. I will get into it if you, if you want, but Char also teaches, uh, is, is the idea that, um, why do you want to get scared? Um, and where does the, and I want to understand this word orientation comes from. If you're orientated from a childhood of abuse, uh, trauma, drama, um, you're going to hell, you're going to burn in hell or whatever. Your orientation that was buried is different than what mine was. My father was killed very early. We bounced around three, four families. Um, we really didn't have stability to even think of those kinds of things. Uh, not particularly any church um, other than my husband's. Uh, I converted to Catholicism and then we didn't stay. Uh, my husband decided he had had enough growing up. <laughs> anyway, so po- learn your point of orientation and be real with yourself. I always tell people the hardest thing for us to ever do is to write down who you are. And when you get into something like this, write down what are your fears? What are your expectations? Are you expecting to be scared? I guarantee you, you will be. So I'm going to try to dress out. Let's keep going. Oh, my gosh. Um, and everybody thinks they'll be cold be killed by an unknown invisible entity hmm. and the theaters prove it often that it's possible but in my world it isn't you can get many electromagnetic field emf meters infrared motion centers and devices built as ghost detectors that you can get out there on the market today and have fun but don't do it at your own house i said over and over these spirits goes for once human beings and as such the electrical energy as they had in life and had submerged within themselves at death that is separated because at the death of my grandmother there was nothing there she'd only been dead by a few minutes and i touched her and she wasn't cold quite cold but there was nothing in her eyes nothing close her eyes there was nothing in the shell but she was right here can i add something real quick what you talked about um, emf and whatnot the other thing is that if you have excuse me what the, if you have high EMF in your house, and that can come off, and the worst things are, like what I have sitting next to me, electronic alarm clocks, right? They let off a lot of high EMF, 
you get involved in like like a room that even has wiring and stuff, and they call it EMF cage, you will hallucinate. Ah. You will think you feel things. You will think you see things. It's really important to to know what you're dealing with. To, absolutely. To, to know what you're dealing with, absolutely, because you you might think that you're dealing with with, with an entity, and you're really not. So in your own house, right? In your house, yeah. So yeah. I want to talk. Okay. I want to talk about our life force. So I'm sitting here and I did admit to you, I've been moving and I took the afternoon off and I did a few things around here and typed up my notes and, you know, I cleaned up for the show and brushed my teeth and it did not affect <laughs> my margarita. Thank you, husband. <laughs> I love that. Um, I want you to realize that you all have electrical forces around us. And I was giving a conference, um, there was a conference, uh, oh my gosh, I'm going to, I'm so sorry. And it was the convention center in Sacramento. And so I was giving a talk about 250 people and I was in the front and this gentleman came up. He says, I was watching your aura. New word. <laughs> what? <laughs> your electrical field around you is huge. And I've said over and over, if you want to be successful at this. And there was times I was getting five, six readings a day privately, no, five, six times a day, a week. So it was kind of crazy. And the reason I was able to do it, as you saw me in psychic fairs, I talked to 22, 24 people. That's nuts. That's nuts. But I would say a little longer the guys knew I would, they wanted the readings it was because I have a huge energy field because I'm an athlete. I've been busy all my life. Do you, my, do, do you get shocked? Like if you touch a doorknob? Um, my mother used to. I used to watch I, her touch doorknobs. You can see the you, you can see the spark. I guess it's a platform you have to look at where she was walking. Mm -hmm. um, if you're barefoot versus wearing rubber thongs or something shoes, I guess mm -hmm. so. I I do get like I'm trying to remember the last time, but <clears throat> vehicles. I if I'm not careful, rubbing my clothing on summertime, we don't have the same amount mm -hmm. of winter wear on. But I do. But because of and it doesn't mean you can't do this the intensity of how you do it and how often and what you can do sometimes is determined by the energy level you have, but we all have an energy field. And he says, yours is huge. And I can do what I do because, and the extent of it, because I can move my life force around me. Mm -hmm. Not like this. That was 25 years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, Evolving times expos. I think that's what they were called. And I was in them for quite a while anyway. So, um, Anybody know if I was right? And I, oftentimes I think so. And I don't even know um, who's in the room tonight. Anyway, um, and it taught me, it made me aware, because this is very early 90s, 93, 94, 95, that we have electrical charges all through us and around us. And of course, my grandmother died in 86, and I had found that there was nothing there, but she was right here. And I started really looking at ghosts and spirit kind. And and so I'm going to give you a couple ideas. I want you first to identify that you are a living being and you have a force around you. And the force that's around you today is part of your electrical field of your flesh, but your soul. Uh, as the, um, Stephen Hawkins said, energy created is energy forever. How it starts, how it's made, I believe that the, the force, however you want to word it, the force is the electrical charge that is part of all of us. And we come from the electrical force. We live a billion years. And we go back to electrical force if you want to. And so I coined and I didn't coin it. I took it and borrowed it. The force be with you. 
the force is with me. <laughs> so I want you to find your force because without you knowing your force, how are you going to know someone else's force? And the first thing I, I experimented with, and I saw this a lot. And during class one time I, we did this is get a big balloon. How many have you seen kids on TV or YouTube and they get this balloon, they rub it on their head and all of a sudden their hair stands up. Electrical force. Okay. How does that work? The balloon somehow mag not magnifies, excites the electrical force around you. It's like our photography. Our photography measures your force, the density. Well, I told you I did a three-day fair in Phoenix. Uh, it was one of those big evolving time kind of big psychic fair. And the first time I read energy from the photographers uh, taking that photograph of your aura. So the density like red is denser than blue and purple and white. And I was able to read these, which I don't understand, but the force tells a story and the force tells somebody how you feel. Remember Ariel Light, Ari? Oh, wonderful. I want to be around that person. You go in a cafeteria, you're looking for a table to sit and you got your lunch, you're all ready to eat that big old hot dog. And you think, Ooh, I don't want to go to my left. There's a bad feeling over there. So you go to the right. What you're doing is you're picking up someone's force, uh, rubbing your hands together. How many of you had your hands together with soap and water and you go to dry and you kind of rub your rub your rub, you go, ooh, hot, hot, right? Well, how about if you did that a few times and push your hands, ooh, there I can do it already. Um, I do it. So anyway, you want to start out like this and move until you get buffeted by your own force. It's fun. You know, I can already... Don't ask me to do it. it drives me crazy, right? Um, because I'm always on, always a force. And what you do with that force, of course, is why, what I do. And it's kept me alive and it kept me busy. And my hands are just like, poof, poof. yes, you'll get, you'll feel it. It's amazing to know that you're alive and it's on other people. Um, here it is. Walk across a room on carpet and touch someone else and get zapped. I just, I wrote that down just for the show and here we're talking about it, right? Um, I encourage people who want to sense spirit but ghost is to understand the word empathic and be more sensitive to the emotions and feelings of other people, which includes their electrical fields around them. Meaning that if you're light and happy, and yeah, their force is going to be the electrical charge around them. It's going to feel different and have a different sense than a moody, broody, kind of a person. And we can always find those people in our world too. You can always go to the grocery store <laughs> and walk now, around. Walk around. When you talk about this force here, this is also what I teach. You could use that force to your advantage to protect you against these the the, the, the oncoming forces. Um, you could take that, bring it together when you feel your own force and imagine that's a white light and spread it as, and you can make that go out as big as you want. But it, yeah. You. Just all kinds of, that's another thing she teaches. Okay. Um, so okay. I want to, no, no. So become more empathic and sensitive. And another way to do it is how many have dogs or cats, a bird, mm -hmm. an animal in your life gives you and allows you to be more empathic, to be more sensitive. How many times, by the way, the big one here has learned that he can walk across my stage here and hit keys. <laughs> so the big one is over here and yes i found i love him and i love the other one just as much and it's a different form of love it's not a child and it's not like more but the silly things i do love them is becoming i'm becoming more not 
becoming, but it's a form of being empathic. A dog, oh my gosh, I don't have dogs, I don't have time to walk them. But how many people have I said over the years, oh, my pet just died and I'm heartbroken, I can't live anymore. You hear about that all the time. You have to learn to identify that you are that way and pull that feeling aside and say, this is who I am. I'm very empathic and I know why. When you watch somebody on TV eating your favorite meal, do you pull yourself into it and go, oh, I know what that feels like. Oh, not the taste of what we were talking about early, but become empathic to how they feel. When you do that, you have a sense of somebody else. They've lost their pet. Oh, I know that feels like, oh, it makes me so sad. Someone just got a kitten. Oh, light and hat. Oh, you know, I, I'm, <laughs> I do like Facebook for those things. Yes. And uh, the ones with the children and the babies. Oh, gosh. Give me pictures of the great-grandchildren. They're four and seven. And the little girl tutus. Oh, hello. I can feel my lips on them already. <laughs> <coughs> so de though death, through death, the coil we wear moves aside and the electrical field condenses the force of the soul. Again, I want to repeat that. This what you feel condenses into the body and leaves. Sometimes spirit family will come and I've seen them reach into the chest. You don't need to be here for this. Sometimes I've seen it as in the movie Ghost. When he's Patrick Swayze, he's just been murdered. He had taken to the hospital. Uh, I don't think they recognized him as dead. They took him to the emergency room. And he turns around, this old gentleman's there. And they start talking. And while they're in the midst of the ER room, Another young man has been brought in. He's dying. And they have him tilted. I don't know if it's because he had been shot or some other tragedy. But they had him kind of an angle so you could see his body. And as he is dying, the spirit is being shown leaving the body as in a luminescent, glittery form. And I've seen that, too. A lot of people say they see the spirit leaving from the head and the upper shoulders. I have seen it a lot of different ways. Um, unbeknownst to us, our spirit also leads from our back. Uh, when I do readings, I feel like it comes out of my shoulders, my force. We're all just different. Um, I want to give you thoughts. If you were in therapy and scared of spiders or a dark room or some other thing that frightens you, the therapist would recommend you start a friendship. I'm going to talk about spiders. With a small, non-dangerous critter of any kind, particularly spiders, and build up to where your fear has been lessened. Um, I wanted to, uh, this was an idea given to me in the news, and we're in um, June 16, 2023. <clears throat> in the news, alien is everywhere. I saw a meter, go, people say, I saw a meter going across Nevada and it landed in my backyard. The aliens came out, they weren't, they were trying to keep, tell us to keep still they're eight feet tall uh the young pilots um locked on to that jelly bean shape flying through the air all every day every day celebrities in that environment ancient aliens and pope and some of these other people that are big names in the industry are talking to us what's it doing to us it's desensitizing us to the idea that aliens are here i know they're here everybody knows they're here I have her, I have her hand experience her here. <laughs> and I am okay with that. In fact, I already shared with you that 
the last time was up, you know, uh, Black Mountain, Hornbrook, California on 3000 elevation. And when they got me, I looked at them and I'd never noticed what they were wearing before. And I said to this being, I said, oh, you're beautiful. And <laughs> he looked down at me and said, what? <laughs> no one's ever said that before. I go, eh. and I tell my friend's family, I go, of course you would say that. Of course, you're the only person in the world would say they're beautiful. Well, they had this um, kind of rubberized uh, fluorescent um, uh, wetsuit-looking thing on, probably space uniform of some sort. And I was just intrigued by it, of all things, right? Ah, of course. So uh, we lived in Arizona for a while and uh, lived in the country. It was absolutely gorgeous. We were able to see through the corridor into Mexico. And I was going on a trip, probably a psychic event, psychic fair event. And I went and got the overnight bag and I opened it up and uh, have a tendency to yell. And a tarantula jumped out of it and jumped on my arm. And it was brown and it was as big as my hand being lifted like this. And I have a tendency to say, Larry, Larry. <laughs> and my husband runs to the house. <laughs> he met him. And uh, he looks at this thing and he says, well, knock it off. <laughs> I am so frozen. And I threw it into the tub and he took it outdoors. Well, then I find out they're not poisonous in that area. And we looked around and where they had placed the house that we wanted it, we wanted to build it. There were trenches everywhere, particularly black ones. The brown one was an odd color, I guess, but we saw much bigger and a lot smaller. And they were almost like pets. We didn't feed them, but they were not afraid of, not abashed. They just went, okay, who are you in my neighborhood? And then I would see shows where people would keep them as pets. Well, guess what? I'm not afraid of trenches anymore. How about that? So sometimes therapy is to indoctrinate you in itty bitty pieces. Not me. Throw it on me. Get it over with. <laughs> it's like, Bruh. and if I yelled it out, Larry would come in and say, yeah, that was quite a moment. Knock it off your arm, honey. <laughs> I was frozen. That poor spider was probably going, this is a trip. <laughs> You're scared of me. I'm scared of you, honey. Anyway, uh, so with that, I'd like you to submerge yourself in watching ghost investigations on TV, movies, or having friends over during uh, being a friend with somebody who's doing an investigation. I had them talk about it. Um, another thought is, is today's what's happening in the media with the alien. I just mentioned that. Uh, for first-time experience, um, remember I said, get empathic, learn your energy fields, uh, empathize with someone you know on Facebook or a family member. They've lost a pet. They're going to a wedding, the excitement. See if you can feel that. That's very important. <clears throat> and where I'm going with this is building up to yourself, allowing yourself to be in the presence of a spirit or ghost and see if you can sense their emotions. So this is where we're going with that. For the first time experience, go to a public place to sense a ghost or walk around a cemetery. I'm going to be very careful. You guys are never going to go shopping or you're going to tell me, stop making statements like this. Cemeteries are not as haunted as shopping malls. Grocery stores, theaters, restaurants, smoke shops, liquor stores. And uh, that can be almost as scary for me as anything. You don't want to go when it's really busy because you want them to be waiting around for someone to give them entertainment. Spirit people will do that also, but not with the passion that a ghost can. 
uh, ghost, you will feel the desperation to have that smell again, to have that meal, uh, to be around people because they get lonely. And they say to me often, they don't want to be forgotten. I'll do a reading with somebody and say, who are you describing? I don't know. I'm Nancy, I don't know who you're talking about. Well, an hour or two later, they'll call me and go, oh my God, the redhead was my aunt. And you described just what she looked like before she died or 10 years earlier. And it's because they don't want to be forgotten. I can't imagine. That's a spirit. Can you imagine what it goes who's insane from being lonely for so long or crazy with hunger for smoke that he died from? You should be able to feel that. You need to watch TV movies with people in those emotional states. So you have a sense of that. Because what I'm going to do is ask you to keep those emotions and feelings kind of like on the surface of your Hmm, I know what that feels like. I know what it feels like. So when you go to a cemetery, and the reason I'm pointing a cemetery because that's when those investigations happen or someone's home. But if you go to a place where they do roam freely, more than you want to know, thank goodness you can't seem like I can because it freaks me out and I don't go too often. And I won't go to hospital uh, voluntarily because you can imagine what that's like. Hello. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that's craziness. Um, when you walk around the cemetery, and I shared with you a chuckle, I took over two years to sell the house up in Black Mountain. My husband's living down here, getting medical care, and he's driving me around Orville. And there's three cemeteries. He took me around to all three of them. And I look and I go, you're driving me. In. Oh, I thought you would like to. I said, I know, but there's people in there. I don't want to lock eyes with them. I will. You know what I'm going to do? No one's doing tours there. I'm going to go and find out why they're still sucking around. Let me see if I can help them get out of here. So first time experience, go to public places to sense a ghost or walk around a cemetery, not in the dark twilight, because they're still going to be there. But unless you are comfortable with that idea, will you be able to relax and enjoy the experience? In the darkest of night, you can't relax because you're waiting for something to scare you. <clears throat> so with that, you can do that first, but I want to give you a couple ideas. Um, have You can do this also. Remember, I was typing this up. I might have this out of order. Here's another idea. Have a friend come over and blindfold you and have this friend move closer with a feather or a rubber ball, a balloon, and the husband rubbed on their arm. Or have a friend rub his uh, own arm and move closely but not touch your arm and see if you have a sense of their electrical charge. That's really important because what it does is make you think outside of yourself. Like if you could pick up, because you won't know on your body if you're wearing shorts or both arms are bare, where they're going to show up on next to you. If you can feel that, that's fabulous. That's what you want. Because if you're in investigation in the middle of the night, two o'clock in the morning, and you have a sense, oh, look at that. Someone's close to me. You know, your curiosity is really intrigued. There is another there's a post-human person there. Holy smoke, a living person that was alive when? I want to know this person. You're going with that curiosity. You're not going to get scared and want to run away. Next, ask your family and friends and read articles on those who have encountered a friendly spirit or a conscious ghost that's stuck. <clears throat> yes, there will be incidences of not a good encounter like the ones we spoke of, near-death experiences that went to hell. That's terrible. That can trip you up forever. We are addressing that here. Just getting peace, uh, piecemealed 
like an alien tape to the idea of existence of survival in ghosts. It's the same principle. Uh, by the way, there's aliens everywhere. Look at their spaceships. And everybody, after a while, it's like watching too many shows with guns. After a while, we harden to that. It's like, ah, oh, another gun show. My husband watches those all the time. In fact, he's watching Cop Live now in Pennsylvania, right? I says, when the shooting happens, you turn that buzzer down a little bit. He must have because he heard about the margarita. <laughs> um, after feeling comfortable with those steps, come aware and comfortable with the idea that this is a post-life person, ghost, and that you've given the greatest opportunity to help this individual and become aware of survival after life. There's life after life, everybody. And that's my job here is to bring that eye to you. I live with a different sense. I can get frustrated like everybody else. I'm exhausted from moving, but there's a sense of a ball in me, not because of my age, but because I've been doing this for 33 years. I was, remember I was almost stage four cancer and that's pretty scary, right? And it does come back, I've been lucky. Right, I had other terrible things happen, but illnesses. But inside me, in a ball, is the idea that we survive. And I'm going. I want to live here as long as I can to see how much story I can write of my life. That's how you should live, because no matter what happens, we get to survive. No, you shouldn't kill yourself, right? You know why? You get to do the story over. And if I don't have to keep coming back, well, hello, why, why do that? I'd rather go in time and meet Cleopatra, meet Lincoln. I want to watch him on the train and declare he's running for president and grow that beard out like the little girl suggested. I kind of like history. I watch it a lot. Um, okay, after feeling comfortable, I'm aware of comfortable with the idea that it's supposed to live human. Uh, gives opportunity to help this individual if possible. I was actually doing a ghost investigation for somebody named Bob back east and he was at a famous hotel and he says to me, uh, Nancy, I know what he, you are. You know, he was a lovely man. He says, uh, when you're floating around in there, don't, don't raise those people. These ghosts belong here. That's how they make their money. Really? Really? Come on, really? So you can't do that. You have to have permission from the living. Uh, Okay, so we'll keep talking here. Now go back to the twilight time of near empty cemetery with hardly any visitors. I want you to walk around slowly after you've had a few experiences, listen to family and friends, watch a lot of shows, realize these are post-human beings in a energetic form. And they are conscious spirits, hopefully not insane spirits because they're desperate and lonely. And if they are, you want to be able to say to them, I'm here and you have curiosity, sympathy, and a huge amount of compassion. You know why I say those words? Everybody, they can feel it. And they, you want their attention. Mm -hmm. And walk around slowly, reaching out with your leco field and see if you can sense someone who cannot be seen. Now, when I say that, you go, well, how do you do that? Well, it's like reaching into Facebook and feeling someone say that their father mother died or their cat and dog died you reach in and you go oh i'm so sorry you're reaching and you think to yourself i wonder if someone's over there because where your eyes go is where your electrical force can go where your mind goes when i do readings by phone clear across the world i did i have a lady in italy i talked to if she's on hello <laughs> i did tell her about the show and i do video with her and i love it i love it but instantaneously i can get answers for her now, let's see, it's 9,000 miles away. They're military. They move there. But their kids are in the States. That's nine, 
another 9,000 miles, back and forth, back and forth, no space, no time, no distance. Amazing. Well, spirit people the same way. Okay, so I want you to be able to sense somebody there who cannot be seen. You look there, you go, well, there's no one walk around, but I sure feel a presence near me. Curiosity, are you there? Is there someone right there? Be friendly. I want you, when you say that, hello, calm and with a curiosity and a sense of wonderment. I can't believe it. In your mind, I can't believe I'm going to talk to a post-human. Oh, my gosh. Ghost, maybe. Spirit, maybe. More likely, it's a ghost. Someone who's stuck because they didn't want to pass on or they're waiting for somebody or they don't want to go because they're afraid because they were a bad person in this lifetime. You want to give them a sense of curiosity. And you want to say, hello, is there someone here with me? And sense an emotion from them. Even if they're insane, they're going to have a feeling, emotion. Well, or who are you talking? What, someone's talking to me? I mean, someone knows I'm here? They're now curious. And let them know you're aware of them. Oh, I feel you. I've done a lot of cemetery tours. Char, how many have I done? 40? 40. At least. At least. Um, <laughs> I used to have a lot of crowds. And at night in the wintertime, it's a little easier, cooler weather. And I used to get the crowds together. And there'd be a few spirits when we started. By the end, second half, the spirits that are roaming around town would see us calling to them. Oh, there's a group over there. Let's go. <laughs> and I would tell the audience, I'm going to start picking some hands. You want to be picked. If you don't, don't, don't let me know, have you. And I would say, who wants to feel the spirit? And the hand would go up. And I would grab their forearm and I would slap their hand. I say, feel the air. What's it feel like? Oh yeah, I can, I can feel the air. Yes. I, what I do, I sensitize their hand boop, boop, like that. Oh, it's electrical charge. And I reach their hand and this nearest spirit person, I'd say stand still. And I would put their arm right into that person, post-human. And their hand would come alive with electric charge all around it. Doubled three times, four times more than what they felt when I slapped their hand. All of a sudden it was like, oh my God. You know how many times people would scream and yell? Hello. One of the best testimonials I ever got. And people don't write like they used to. But on nancymats.com, go to testimonials, go down the page until you read about one of the tours. And a lady wrote that she had brought her dying friend, pancreatic cancer, to my tour. Char, I don't remember if you're there, but I must have had 200 people. And of all the people I picked, guess who I picked? The dying woman. Let me think. Did I know that? Who knows? I mean, how do we do what we do? I picked her. And she put her hand into a spirit person. It changed her. I can get emotional just thinking about it. Collect myself, collect myself. And she wrote me this wonderful letter. Of all the people you could have picked, you picked my friend who's dying. And she walked away knowing that we live. Man, I just almost can't handle things like that. Um, so getting back to the cemetery, you were talking to somebody. This is at twilight. You're not real busy. You're getting used to the idea that they are ghosts that are conscious, semi-conscious, or insane. You're going to have to figure out which way. And that you know this is a post-human. And that they were someone that you could talk to and look at every day and have coffee with. Now they're not. And with your most sincere gesture 
why are you here? They've probably never been asked that. And they and you'll feel them quiz it like, oh, I, I don't know. Well, then you start asking questions. When you feel that, are you waiting for somebody? No. You want someone to come here? Yes, yes. You will feel that energy difference. That's what you're looking for. Well, more than likely, that time has passed for that person to show up. Mm-hmm. With sincerity, you say, I'm not positive. I'm not sure that person's going to show up. It's been a long time. Do you know how long you've been here? Do you, have, do you recognize our clothing? Do you know that we drive cars now, not wagons? Not 1940s, 50s, 60s Fords? Relate something relatable to them if it's possible to look at the gravestone to see what years are around that. You're not going to have a 1950s, 60s death, but the 1998. They're going to be closer with ages, more likely. Right. Okay, so with sincerity, you bring questions to their mind to remind them of who they were in relation to now. And you make them wonder, well, why am I here? Oh, oh, with compassion. The next step, mm-hmm. honey, you've been here long enough. Just like I told Bobby, Bobby suffered, he suffered. And you might want to say to this person, you have suffered long enough. You've been waiting and waiting. I feel really sorry that you've been here that long. I would like you to look at me and see me, not just look, see me, not to hear me, but see that I'm real and I'm talking to you. When you have a sense of them turning around or trying to find you, they're awake. And then you say, now that you see me, I want you to look around and see if you see somebody you know or a pet or your favorite horse or your favorite something. A lot of times there's people knowing that we're going to be talking and they show up. Most of the time it's a parent or lover partner and say who are you seeing and if you feel mother father what do you feel when you have a some of you don't have loving parents uh, feel love you know what love feels like how about hug, hugging your cat dog yes love see if you sense that oh you feel love around you who is that you don't have to have an answer why don't you go toward that love because they've been waiting for you get them out of there and the next thing you'll do, this is the hardest thing to understand, sucking, pushing forward. And that actually happens. It's like they chance from our area, our vibrational sprays, through, and I'll use a common word, it's kind of, you know, corny, the veil. It's actually a portal. And it's kind of oval. And it can open up and they disappear. I've done it so many times, and I'm writing up on Jason and her son and Jason's cousin. And Sue and I ran through the house so we could both see the portal that the boy was going to go through. Amazing. And what happens is they start going through it, and this world vibration is different than that world vibration, and it breaks up a little bit and kind of dissolves, they kind of change into a higher frequency. And so there's a disappearance of reemergence. Wonderful, wonderful. So you want to ask them, do you want to leave, live, leave here? Look around, do you see anything you recognize? Remember the love thing. Uh, don't 
get an answer, say it again. Say it again until you get some responses from them. Ask them if they want to stay here. Are you waiting for someone? Mm -hmm. And then with that compassion, you walk them through the steps. Now, there's so many situations why ghosts would be anywhere. I am dealing with a confused individual in a cemetery, which would happen in a ghost house, house with ghosts. When you want to talk about some other situation, hospital, whatever, whatever, that's different. We're talking about ghost investigation. This is what Char does for a living. <laughs> this is her world. So we have many, many situations. I know there's a couple people thinking of a couple other situations. Yes, we could do that too. But this is this show. And what I'm talking about, the next step is to do investigation full on. Char or somebody else, she's getting active now again. As I brought up UFO for her maybe a half, six months ago, and guess yes. what's happening? UFOs everywhere. UFOs. Hello, you didn't listen to me. <laughs> um, when you go to a real planned investigation of someone's home, you will have not the peaceful moments to walk through curiosity, sympathy, and compassion. You have to think through quick. Those people are confused, they're frustrated. They've had a lot of people poking and prodding and pointing at them a lot. The first time you are calm, then sense them, turn around to them and say, who are you? Why are you here? Say, why are you here? See if you can answer the EMT, I mean, <laughs> voice activated recorder. Then you start the process I just talked about. I'm sure Shar has talked to you all about this. Um, negative People in spirit will sometimes go to a negative place. I don't like all of it. Talk them out of it. Say, you've been here so long. Why is it important to you still? Um, I want to bring up something that my husband was leaving the Cottonwood house and that's a, a place in Oroville and it was always going to be temporary though it ended up being two and a half years. Um, and this person owned the complex and he was a big guy, he had guns in the closet and I managed to be able to trust the manager of the complex that it wasn't insane. I described this a gentleman's walking through the house all the time. In fact, my husband offer him a drink one night watching the fights and he could see the guy sit down on the couch. So the woman said, you know, there's one person in this complex who was here 35 years ago. And she found out I described him correctly. And then Char, Char said one night, he, she said, well, what happens now that you're leaving? And it's funny because Larry had just said two days earlier, he's been really stomping his feet. He feels unhappy. And then Larry is the one that volunteers and he says, I think they don't, he doesn't want us to leave. And I was talking on the phone to someone I trust. And she said, I don't think anybody's ever going to be able to feel that they're here because you guys deal with this every day. And he had been forgotten and you brought him life. You brought him the opportunity to be in the house and be recognized because his ego was part of that world. As someone said to me, he was um, an ultraman, uh, eagle, uh, knuckle dragger, someone of, oh, I'm macho, macho. And he was that way. And so was my, my husband a little bit that way too. But he had guns and he was in charge and he was ex-military, walked around with a strut like this. And we allowed him to be there. We allowed that. And he, he's upset with us moving. So I don't have any bad feelings leaving the house to somebody else. Because I don't know if this man's going to get the acknowledgement. Should I ask him, why are you still here? I know his wife. Because he hasn't lived out and finished up the equal satisfaction that he had when he owned the whole complex. 
He owned it. He developed it. He got the biggest, most expensive house in there built. Great. I loved it. It was temporary though. So you have to figure out situation and deal with it properly and analysis why they're there. Maybe they still want to be there longer. And I hope the bottom line to all this is the reason why I do this in the first place is there is more. And I'm very scientific minded and I love um, the cosmos. Um, Carl Sagan was one of my favorites of all time. Got me really started all that. The pictures of uh, Hubble and the trillion of trillion stars. And, you know, you go to that place of how big is this? And we're just a piece of dirt. Yeah. Is it possible that we do live? There is beyond a shadow of doubt. I've done this for 33 years, almost every day. Some not every day because my work has slowed down like the economy has. It's amazing the number of stories I'm getting from spirit people that turn out to be true. I can't make it up. I'm not that clever. <laughs> I may be an artist. I may have worked up for my life at the telephone company, but I'm not, you know, I like writing, but I'm not going to make up a story of Pirates of the Caribbean and her brother is in lives on a pirate ship in the 1400s doing a life there. Can't possibly make that up. When I find out, she found out from her son, Tina, we're gonna do a show one day uh, about this. She never knew this. He lives in North Carolina, that in the basement, the whole room was full of uh, posters and movie paraphernalia of Johnny Depp, Pirates of the Caribbean. Tina had no idea. I can't make this up, can't. And it proves to me beyond a shadow of a doubt and Char's house <laughs> and Char's house and the show, the houses I've lived in that were haunted, including the one Hornbrook, the property up there was that there's something going on. That's a magnificent. We're only here for a blink of the eye. I can't believe how old I am that I've survived what I have. And it's just acceptance of the journey of being able to live. And if you're dying, I hope I've given you some ideas to do these investigations to help people because you'll pass over thinking, I get to do whatever I want. I'm going to go on vacation around the world. I think I had a past life in Japan. It's really something I'd like to see. Uh, there's places that had a life, um, the cliffs of Dover, I'd like to see that. Okay, everybody, I did it. Oops, I'm late. 7.52, okay. I hope I wore everybody out. Before we go, I want to look at that photo again for the people that were here earlier. I love this photo. And uh, okay. I'm feeling, I have friends that are that are heavy debunkers, so they're probably going to go after it because it's circulating around me. This is a very sweet person took this. I didn't have any feel from this yeah. individual of yeah. being Ferris. So here we go. So here's the original photo that, that this woman took, testing her flash. Hello, where'd you go? There we go. Oh, wow, look at that. It's going to be difficult, huh? By the way, okay. There's your first photo, that the original photo. And you can kind of see something sitting there in front of the mirror. That's how I see spirit people when I'm tuned in. And it's not all the time. Mm -hmm. They have to impress upon me to look. Mm -hmm. And you can kind of see where she was aiming with the flash because she wasn't aiming at the mirror. She was aiming back, like, like in that doorway. Mm -hmm. That's what mm -hmm. she was doing. So then, of course, of course, I highlighted it. So here we go. This, this is the enhanced one. And now you can clearly see it's a woman. Her hands are right here, sitting in front of this mirror. It's pretty cool. Yeah. 
pretty cool. And it is interesting how the hands are more uh, visible, and that's because the dark yeah. gown, where yeah. her head is against the backdrop of a white wall. But if you can get, if you get a hold of a copy of this and enlarge it, you can see, you know, when you get in there, you can see where she had curly hair on top of her head. Mm -hmm. I can see and, it in this photograph. Yeah, and then there's kind of a right here is where it kind of, kind of droops down. Yeah. But I still think this up here is something trying to manifest. You can full screen it and see this better. Yeah, yeah. Take a screenshot, full screen it. But anyway, I, that's, I just want to look at that again. So Monday, let me get out of here. Sunday, of course, I'll be here reading the book. 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Monday, uh, Morgan Daimler is going to be on. No, not, he doesn't know the Chrysler companies. Morgan Daimler. He's an author. He's got a book out called The, uh, the Shadow. And so we're going to be talking about that. I get to read that book. The Shadow weekend. Knows. The Shadow. <laughs> I, I get to read the book shadow. this weekend. And uh, it's, it's paranormally themed, of course. And, and so it should be interesting to, to talk with this man on Monday. We got a full load of stuff for you next week. We're going to be talking about Eddie Gein on Wednesday. Who is that again? He is the mass murderer from uh, Minnesota or Wisconsin. That they, they based um, Buffalo Bill on in uh, Silence of the Lambs. Oh, he's going to be on your show? Well, we're going to be talking about him. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, I think he's dead, isn't he? Yeah, we're going to be talking about him. Yeah, he used to go dig women up at the cemetery, and he'd, he'd, he'd sell their uh, skin. He'd skin them and, and wear it. Make lampshades. Yeah, all kinds of stuff, yeah. I saw a documentary on him. He was really yeah. strange. Yeah, that'll be with us Wednesday. So anyway, that's it. And that was a good show. Great show. Good points made, everything else. You said good, good stuff. And I mean... That's it. I mean, you can feel, I can tell when there's different energy. I can tell when a ghost that's here doesn't belong here because the house has a certain energy. You know, if something comes in yep. here from, a, from an investigation I've been on or anything like that, I, I, I can tell the difference. I can really tell the difference. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and uh, get you Nancy's information, and then we're going to call it a night. It's Friday, and uh, everybody can get, get their weekend started. And there might be a, there might be a pop-up get together tomorrow with Karen. I don't know yet. And if we do it, we're going to do it on YouTube and Facebook this time. And uh, we're going to be talking about some things. And then Karen and I are going to start rolling at least once a week over uh, to TikTok. We just did one Saturday, well, uh, what was it, Monday night, Karen and I did TikTok. At 18, oh, yeah. I did see 1,800 viewers. On TikTok? Mm -hmm. Yeah, on TikTok that we had. So it was kind of cool. All right, so here's Nancy's contact information, guys. Websites, nancymats.com, nancymatsauthor.com, and youtube.com forward slash nancymatspsychic. Help, get me out of this funk by Nancy Matz. Two worlds, developing your psychic skills. Nancy Matt. And uh, the unwilling sacrifice. Nancy Matt. And of course, those are available through Amazon.
All right, guys. I will see you Sunday evening or maybe tomorrow. We'll see. Nancy, have a great weekend. Give us a thumb up, everybody. All right, yep. you too. Happy Father's Day, everybody. Yep. Bye-bye. All right, and I want to say goodbye to you guys. If you like the show, share it with five people. If you hate the show, share it with five of your enemies. Equal opportunity. If you haven't done so already, uh, and you've been watching from Facebook, you like the show, give me a thumbs up, give me hearts, whatever. Show me some love. Show, show, show Nancy and I some love. We please her some love. Uh, also, uh, be sure to, if you haven't done so already, be sure to uh, follow us on Facebook. Follow me on Facebook. Uh, same thing for YouTube. Uh, go ahead and subscribe if, if you haven't done so already. There's over 600 videos sitting over there just waiting for your perusal. You can also find me on Instagram under Ghosty Gal. You can find California Haunts over at TikTok. You can find us at Twitter under Cal Haunts. You can find us on Twitch under Cal Haunts. So there you have it. I will see you on Sunday, if not tomorrow. Okay?